Greetings and welcome to Pickled Watermelon Rhymes, a guilty pleasure podcast featuring Auntie Joan and Auntie providing our zesty and marginally mature take on current events, pop culture, and trends. Now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Auntie Joan. Hi, Auntie. How are you? How you doing? Oh, I'm just fine. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today, actually. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. How's the weather down there on the flatlands? It's beautimous right now. Beautiful. Very nice. Uh, But the clouds are moving in and they're saying the temps are going to plummet. (gasps) And we may have snow tomorrow or tonight. No, tomorrow. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. We got a freak little snowstorm up here in the hills uh, yesterday. Not terrible, about a half an inch total, but it wasn't forecasted. And it just started. Hmm. It was coming down pretty good at one point. I'm like, oh. Really? Uh-oh. But thankfully, it didn't last very long. Um, and same, we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow afternoon um, into tomorrow night. But come Saturday, it's supposed to be sunny. I think still cold, though, but sunny at least on Saturday. So. I think so, too. Yeah, it's supposed Wonder. to just lasts for a short time. Well, good. Yours will melt much faster than mine. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we go ahead and start chatting a little bit about why don't you tell our listener about that uh beautiful, fantastic, amazing, creative <laughs> podcast artwork that you put together. Well, uh, actually, I found the clip art of the two ladies and uh, and the background uh, online on an Etsy website called Crafty Archer, C-R-A-F-T-Y-A-R-T-R, all one word. Uh, and those are done by Alina, who's in Warsaw, Poland. Very cool. And it's quite, quite, quite reasonable uh, price-wise. And she's got tons and tons of art out there. Not just watermelon. She's got strawberries (laughs) and cakes and blueberries. and uh, Mm, Getting hungry. Just, (laughs) (laughs) But she's really got some nice stuff out there. And uh, she's said that we can go ahead and use her clip art oh. for the background. So we got her permission. Very But nice. I do want to give her a shout out. Alina, if I knew your last name, I would say that too. But <laughs> Crafty Arter is a good way to start if you're looking for some clip art on Etsy. Very cool. Very, very cool. And uh... Oh, and I used mm-hmm. some AI, artificial oh, intelligence. Did you now? Yes, because the woman with the wide brim hat uh, was a much younger woman Yeah, in the original clip art. So I ran an AI uh, app to that graphic and kind of aged her a little bit. When I put your real age in there, though, auntie, auntie, uh, (laughs) she looked much older than you do. So... Uh, I kind of had to bring the age down to get her to where, you know, I thought she would compliment you. So there you go. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I, uh, 
I still think she looks a little young <laughs> for my age, but that's okay. It's all good. Uh, the clip art is fantastic. And there's um, there are some subtleties in the clip art that folks should uh, take a look out for and see if they can find. And yes. post in comments if you notice our little quirkiness going on. Yes. Yes. And I'd also like to know if anybody out there has had pickled watermelon rinds. And oh. if they have, what they think of them. And maybe share a recipe that they truly yes. enjoyed. Yes. Uh, as a child, I must have tried them once mm -hmm. because my mom made them every year. Nice. I didn't particularly like them, so I never <laughs> ate them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I would just be interested to know what other people had to say about them. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And uh, listener, uh, Auntie Joan is um, quite the creative talent. Um, yes, you can see her podcast art, but let me just run down a few other creative things that our dear Auntie Joan has done over the years. She's a master quilter. Uh, she, uh, I wouldn't say master. I disagree. Um, I have a lovely piece of artwork hanging oh, on my wall right. that is, I believe, masterful. So... Well, it's the pattern was already there. I just, well, you know. Well, now that's all right. Cut and pasted. Cut that's and pasted. lovely. Cut and lovely. sewed. Very yeah. nicely done. Uh, she's a seamstress. She has made many beautiful <laughs> Halloween costumes over the years. Uh, she makes greeting cards. Uh, beautiful oh, Beautiful yeah. homemade greeting cards um, that are digitally done and uh, definitely um, very awe-inspiring. She made a very nice one for when my dog passed away years ago um, that I still treasure. Um, she's made video montages over the years, oh, um, applying yeah. music over video and bringing in photos into a video montage and overlaying music. So she's, she's quite the creative gal over there. I'm sure I only touched on a few things. Um, I'm confident there's a whole bunch more that I'm yet to learn or that I have forgotten over time. It, but uh, yeah, she, I did. I did Larry's memorial. Um, mm -hmm. video yep. and his son his son died several years before Larry he had mm -hmm. a heart attack mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I did his too his lasted like a half an hour mm -hmm. it was a long one mm -hmm. so and listener yeah. Larry is Joan's uh, husband who passed away yep 2019 2019 yep yep as what happens to so many of us. Yes, all of us at some point. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Ultimately. Um, so um, also I want to just quickly chat about uh, the music that we chose for our intro and exit. Um, we were looking for something quirky and fun, but not overly peppy, because we're just not overly peppy kind of <laughs> gals. <laughs> uh, we did a search on Soundstripe, um, found some. Um, the downside was they were $80 a pop for the license. And we're a little, uh, you know, new to this podcasting world, and we decided to go on the lower cost side of things to get things going. So if you guys really like us, perhaps at some point you'll get to hear some of those wonderful <laughs> Soundstripe clips that we found. <laughs> we'll be willing to pony up that money. Uh, we also did a search on FMA, which is the Free Music Archive, but really didn't find anything that we liked on that one. So we landed on a selection called The Inspiring Corporate Uplifting Ambient. A little disappointing that it has corporate in the title, but the music is kind of cool. So we, we both really like that one. We got that on Audio Jungle and a total purchase price of $8. 
for a lifetime uh, license. So um, there are some stipulations. Do read the fine print. Um, I did very carefully, Auntie Joan, I promise. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> we are good. <laughs> so now you know a little bit about our artwork and our, and our music choices. Um, Joan, let's talk about uh, some similarities. So we talked about how we were, were very similar in our last, in our first episode. And uh, curious as to what other things we can talk about and how we are similar and why we, are, we were meant to be friends. Long lifetime friends. Uh, we have trouble with right hand turns. <laughs> <laughs> Dig those curbs. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah true. that is true <laughs> yeah we have a tendency to kind of go over the curbs uh you know i i've come up with a reason for that though and oh, that's because <laughs> yes that's because we drive these big suvs which yes. aren't really that big uh mm. and sometimes it's hard to see where the curb is yes so yeah yes. we make our our best attempt yeah we do the best with what we have yes yes i have to say i used to pride myself on driving and uh as i've aged it has <laughs> i am no longer as proud as i once was because <laughs> you're curbs, a very good driver well no curbs are not my only issue as you know i don't really like parking all that much i'm very bad at parking ever <laughs> i used to be so proud of how well i parked between the lines and it was perfect and it was ah oh, and then now all i park is crooked i don't know really what happened. it's know the what other happened. people they don't park right <laughs> yes it's how about everyone parallel? else driving except for me <laughs> <laughs> how about parallel parking remember that yeah, that I can do well. I'm, I'm anxious about it. I'd rather just pull in and be done, mm -hmm, go find mm -hmm. a different spot than have to parallel park. Sometimes it's an inevitable thing that you have to do. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan. Never have been. Um, but uh, I can do it. It's just I avoid it at all costs. What about you? Uh, well, I can do it. It takes me several going forwards and coming back. Same. I actually knew a woman who could parallel park from the other side um you know we oh. usually do it with the driver like the australian side <laughs> no you know when when you parallel park the the driver is in towards the center of the street the you know because you're sense. going one yes. way uh -huh. yes uh -huh. okay she could do it on a one-way street with the driver on the inside right that's a bit harder to do well the only good thing about that is be a little bit easier to see the the dreaded curb well that's true that's um, true then you can when you pro when you're when you're parking on the right hand side of the road or but i bet she right can't side. do it now she was much younger then i bet yeah she can't i bet she now. can't do it now either yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we yeah. both had a uh, tumor babies <gasps> or alien baby as i call mine <laughs> <laughs> I was 36. How old were you? 42. Okay. Okay. Very close. Uh, I don't know what yours was like. You had the internet by then. Uh, I didn't. I remember going to the doctor. I thought I had the flu or something. And I went in to see uh, a, a GP mm -hmm. and he felt my belly or abdomen and said, could you be pregnant? 
And I said, no. And he looked at me like, mm, what does she know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was um, directed to a gynecologist at the hospital and it was a Friday night. He thought there could be a tumor there, cyst, something. So I went home. My mom and dad were staying with me. In those days, we didn't have the internet. Mm-hmm. But what I did have was Encyclopedias? A book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have that either. <laughs> what I had was Our Bodies Ourselves. Oh. If you, if you remember that book, I don't know if you even... It was it sounds uh, familiar. I can't picture it, but it was an oversized paperback that told you everything about the woman's body. Hmm. And when I went to, oh, and it was ovarian. And when I went to ovarian tumors and they said that they were mostly, or there was a high chance of them being cancerous, then I really freaked out. Mm-hmm. But as it turned out, it was, I think it was just a cyst, but it was huge. I don't think it was as big as yours though. Yeah. So you started with symptoms of what, nausea and? Dry heaves. I had dry heaves. But for months leading up to that, I had this uh, hard feeling in the center of my Mm. abdomen. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just getting fat. Yeah, that's exactly what took me so long to go to the doctor as well. Um, I, you know, having been heavy all of my life um, and losing weight on occasion, um, I had lost some weight and it didn't, uh, it seemed like I was gaining it back. And then Mm -hmm, I started mm -hmm. to hardcore diet, like really hardcore, work out in the morning, work out at night, um, cut back significantly on calories and the scale never budged. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, well, they say after 40, I kept chalking everything up to age. Right. Shouldn't do that. (laughs) We joke about it, but you shouldn't do that because I kept saying, oh, well, they always say over 40, it's so much harder to lose weight. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I looked in the mirror. I noticed that my boobs were lopsided and I was like, well, really, mm -hmm." because the tumor was pushing up (gasps) on one side. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, well, again, I'm old, I'm getting older. So, you know, it happens. (laughs) And I just kept chalking it up to age. And then it finally came to a culmination one day when I, um, I couldn't sit sitting actually hurt significantly in my group. Wow. And I said, something's not right. I need to go to the doctor. So I went down and saw my GP. Well, I called and they said, we can get you in in six weeks. And I was like, no, the appointment needs to be today. I can't sit down. He's like, so you're considering this an emergency? I'm like, I think I am. (laughs) He's like, okay, come down in an hour. I said, I will be there. And uh, as soon as I laid down on the table on my back and she saw my stomach, she's like, you're completely distended. How? why what's going on and I'm like I don't know (laughs) and she's like well now you have to go get an ultrasound and I'm like all right whatever and had the ultrasound done and I asked the technician who's not supposed to say anything and nor did she all I said was like I know you can't say anything but can you just tell me is it something you've seen before Mm -hmm. and she said yes and I said well that at least makes me feel better that it wasn't an alien growing inside of me <laughs> so I said okay that's fantastic and then it turned out that yep it was an ovarian cyst that had gone insane and became a tumor and it was a 30 pound tumor um, 30 pounds 30 pounds 30 pounds they had to drain it before they removed yeah it. yeah and uh it was um yeah it was a it was a big deal benign came back benign it was you know scary times for a little bit but oh yeah came back benign 
but yeah, it was, uh, so I lost 30 pounds in a couple hours. Wasn't that great when you, fantastic. <laughs> when you put your pants on to leave the hospital, oh, no. they were baggy. I was like, woo, <laughs> look at me go. Look at me go. So that was, uh, so that is something that we share in common. It's so strange that we both had, now was yours on the right side? They took my fallopian tube and ovary too during that surgery. So maybe a little poundage was because of those. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, it was my right side. See, we're, mm -hmm. we're like, we're like sisters from another mister. But mine wasn't 30 pounds. He said it was like the size of a five and a half month fetus. Um, okay. And there was like two, um, two liters of abdominal fluid. And he said, he said when he cut into me, mm -hmm. it was like this gold fluid started coming out. <gasps> You were rich. You discovered gold. I know. It was like in Colorado, the gold rush. I'm not a blue blood. I'm a gold blood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if we could only have saved it. Right. Anyway. anyway uh, <laughs> and he said that, you know, they tried with the the sponges, you know, the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To try to absorb it. And it was just coming and coming. And he said they finally had to get a bucket. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now the 30 pounds, was that the entire tumor or did that include the fluid? Do you think? Oh, no, that included the fluid. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, the whole thing was 30 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, cause I told you I'd been dieting like crazy. Cause I was like, I'm getting yeah. weight. So I had been losing weight. I think I was just making more room for the tumor to grow. It was like, thank you. I can move now. And I'm just like, well, so hence the 30 pounds, but yep. Yep. And, and one thing that happened is after I came back mm -hmm. to work after that, um, there was an older lady there at the time mm -hmm. and she said, um, hearing what I went through caused her to go to the doctor and she also had issues. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. My yeah. GP had told me, um, when I went for a follow-up that she's like, I can't, she's like, I saw four other people in your similar situation very closely after you had you we diagnosed you so um yeah i think yeah. it was an alien alien babies i think, I think it was it was are. yes i think uh, we were abducted we were uh given babies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hopefully just given not like they probed us yes like the stork um yeah so uh auntie joan and i have lots and lots in common um, and then there's dermoid cysts you know that people get uh, ovarian dermoid cysts, which are the ones with the hair and the teeth and oh. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that like uh, in my Big Fat Greek Wedding when she talked about she had the tumor in her neck and it was her twin? It was a teeth and the <laughs> hair of her twin. <gasps> really? <laughs> oh, it was a joke. It was... <laughs> It's my big fat Greek wedding, for God's sake. Well, there are there are <laughs> twins that get I'm reabsorbed. Sure. Yeah, but she's there telling are. that to uh, uh, the girls, uh, soon to be in laws. <laughs> she's telling that story. <laughs> Actually, I never saw that movie. Oh my goodness! Mm. The first one is the only one to watch, in my opinion. Mm. This the last two are not worth. Certainly not the last one. Mm. One of many things we have in common. Yes, our kismet. <laughs> or kids or kids <laughs> yeah. welcome back well, we are on to our next segment which is called what we are watching 
Uh, Auntie Joan, you want to kick us off? Shout out to John Stewart for coming whoop, back whoop. and hosting the Daily Show on Monday nights. They um, they have somebody else do Tuesday through Friday, but oh my gosh, it was so good to see him again. I didn't watch it much the first time around, okay. but watching it, oh my gosh, this time, boy, he just hit the nail on every head. <laughs> every head um of course he talked about the presidential um nominees potential nominees mm. equally mm -hmm. he has a problem with their age mm -hmm. <laughs> and he he just handled it so well so well nice yeah nice yeah i never watched him either um in the first round of the daily show i did watch the daily show when trevor noah was on it um and hosting um for quite a while actually i enjoyed that but no i never actually saw it with john stewart although i may have seen the co no i didn't see stephen colbert until he actually branched off and did the colbert report as a separate show yeah, yeah. I, oh I, I used to watch that all the time i yeah. really liked him on that yeah i liked him too <laughs> so so yeah but um I watched John Stewart's HBO show for only a couple of episodes. I just didn't care for it. Never um, watched it. He's got, and I don't know, because like I, I haven't seen it since he's been back on The Daily Show, but um, he's got a shushing voice where he shushes and he mm. talks like Jesh. And that, um, that's true. There's a couple of actors that have that shame shushing. Um, I first noticed it in uh, The X Files, the woman lead in the x-files she shushes like that she talks like that oh scully yeah sure i don't think i ever watched the x-files so. <laughs> oh my gosh no no it just didn't didn't do anything for me but yes she's jillian. a shusher talker too i think it's jillian anderson I think that's her yeah. yes she's a shusher talker and there's a couple others but i noticed that i never knew john stewart because i've seen him in movies you know, he's never a lead, but he was always a supporting mm -hmm. character, and I didn't never noticed it before. So I don't know if he got dentures or what the situation was when he was on the HBO show. And look out for it and report back to us after the next episode and let us know if you've noticed the shushing well, talking. No, since you mentioned it now, yeah, he does. Oh, it does ring a bell to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not crazy. Well, but it's right. worth. <laughs> <laughs> But it's worth it for me. I mean, it, it it was just, oh, my gosh. He just, he was so good with that. And and his deliveries and the writing and and he, pretty much equal equal comedy against each of the nominees. So, right. And right on. Yeah. His points were right on. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome yeah. sauce. Well, I'm glad he's back. Do you know who's hosting the other four nights of the week? Or three nights of the week? I don't know if they were uh, Fridays. This week, it's, um, I don't know his name offhand. He does these. Um, Clumper? Interviews. No, he does these interviews on the street, on the street, man. Uh, yeah, Jordan Clumper, where he goes to like Trump rallies and asks questions and stuff like that. I think so. Yeah. Jordan Clumper, Kemper, Clumper, something like that. I was just curious. I was just curious. Well, good that he's back. Um, glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully. Uh, you continue to enjoy it. And, oh, uh, I will. 
Uh, Johnny Boy comes back this Sunday that I'm super excited about. That would be John Oliver, <gasps> folks. Oh. Last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I've been Jones and bad. So I'm very excited <laughs> to see him come back. I hope his first we show back is going to be great. And we saw him live in Denver. We sure did. We very sure good. Did. Very good. Yes. And then I, I saw- liked it. I liked it because he um, includes a lot of history. Yes. And he, he makes sense with why things are the way they are. He kind of ties things together with history yes. and things like that. Yeah. Agree. And then, Joan, you had, uh, Auntie Joan, you had watched uh, From Stress to Happiness after we chatted about it briefly last week. And I understand you were not a fan. I was not impressed at all. <laughs> it's, it's like an hour documentary yep. and at least 15 minutes of it i swear at least 15 well maybe 10 12 <laughs> they're filming a meditation yes. it just and it's they break it up into segments but it's like come on couldn't you find any other information to share during these minutes you had to do a meditation True. They could have done a split screen showing the meditation while they were talking about something else. Well, I don't even think they needed to put a split screen. I mean, meditation is meditation. If you want to watch a meditation, go on YouTube. But I think they were trying. I, I don't know. I mean, I did. It encouraged me to try the meditation along with them because it was guided by uh, Mateo. Um, so that's why I, but then, like I said, then I was in my own head and I wasn't paying attention. That's why I don't really know what happened mm -hmm, during mm -hmm. the meditation because mm -hmm. <laughs> I was actually trying, trying it along with them, mm. but I, I get it. I, I, I hear you. If you're not, if you're watching it and thinking, you know, you'll get some ideas to do your own, you know, meditations or whatever later down the road or whatever, you know, sitting there watching 15 minutes of silence or with, I mean, it wasn't complete silence, but it was, you know, words every far and few between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it. And I understand you also could not find Alejandro's could Garcia's wife online. No. She's like vanished. I hope that she's okay. That is weird. I hope she's okay. I and mean, all they... you uh, uh, true crime podcasters, we, help, <laughs> we expect you to go out and investigate this because we don't do that on this show. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. takes too much work. But no kidding, we just um, like to watch stuff and chat about it. Oh, you betcha! You <laughs> betcha! Speaking of, you've got quite the uh, topic for today. You're going to talk about the woman or woman in the wall. Woman in the wall. Take it away, Auntie Joan. Well, this is on Showtime. It's a series. And it stars Ruth Wilson, who was in The Affair uh, oh. on HBO. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't watch the whole seri series, but I... I know. I got tired of it after. Yeah, yeah, but I know. Several. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's got kind of an overbite. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, she walks in her sleep. And when she's walking in her sleep, she does strange things, like oh. start fires Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and she's got quite the reputation around town because of her sleepwalking and, and things. Does she start um, fires with her mind or physically starts? Oh, no, fires? physically starts. Oh, okay. Them. okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And turns out she was, um, I say incarcerated. She was sent to a Magdalene laundry in Ireland. She's Irish. Mm -hmm. She was sent to a Magdalene laundry in Ireland uh, when she was pregnant without the benefit of marriage. Hmm. Benefit? Well, <laughs> Question mark? I would say quotes, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's embarrassing to the family to have a, a daughter who's not married, who's pregnant, not just an embarrassment, but shamed and all that other stuff that goes with it. So they would farm these girls out to these Magdalene laundries. Actually, they were home for unwed mothers uh, and other promiscuous or burdensome young women. Mm -hmm. What year does this take place in? It takes place all the way from, boy, 1901 up to 1996, the last one closed. Oh, no, I meant the movie. Is it, it's not present day, clearly. Yeah, it is. It is. She had the baby. So th years ago, like 20 years ago. Okay. Got it. Yeah. With you. Yeah. yeah. So this prompted me. I had heard about the Magdalene laundries and, oh, and she goes out to, she's been wondering what happened to her daughter who she had when she was in there. Mm -hmm. And she gets this message to meet somebody at this bar. Mm -hmm. um, that night. So she goes to meet somebody. She uh, has a few drinks. Next thing she wakes up and there's this hole in her wall. It's, it's just weird. I, I need to go back and rewatch it because there's stuff that went on that uh, I guess I didn't watch too closely, but anyway, <laughs> so there's this dead woman in this hole in the wall and um, so she's dealing with trying to find out who this woman was. And it turns out she was, uh, one of the nuns at this Magdalene laundry or home for unwed mothers that she was staying at. And she left the nunnery and ended up getting married. And now her, her deal was going around and finding the mother's finding the mothers and telling them about what happened to their babies. So the R Ruth Wilson character, mm -hmm. um, that's what she's doing during this series is she's trying to piece together what happened with her baby. Mm -hmm. There's also a detective who comes from Dublin who was hmm. born there in one of those homes. And there's also the death of a priest. It's just uh, a lot of stuff going on. And wow, sounds like it. Yeah. But um, this really got me thinking about the Magdalene laundries. And I think about Ireland, which has always been this supposedly idyllic Emerald Island with all these, you know, wonderful people and characters that live there. And, and then you find out about, you know, the stuff that was going on to these women um, some of them were, had been sexually abused. Um, they, they were just problematic, a lot of them to the family. So they're, 
their deal was to send them to these places and they would work them in the laundries, hence the Magdalene mm-hmm. laundries. They were run by nuns mm-hmm. there at the time. Um, so once the girls went to one of these institutions, the doors were locked and they often uh, changed their names and they were strongly encouraged not to talk about their past, their families. Uh, families and friends were encouraged not to visit. Uh, and the girls would work either uh, washing, ironing, sewing, embroidering, other um, yeah acts of labor, as they call it, manual labor. And the church would profit from these. But yet the girls really got... a Catholic oh, yeah, church were... would profit <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. And mm. the girls got nothing, of course. Uh, they were not educated. Their whole purpose there was to work in the laundries or have babies. The babies ended up being taken from them and farmed out, adopted elsewhere. The mothers never knew what happened to them. Mm-hmm. So it's been a whole, you know, you thought the whole thing about the priests and, and um, they're uh, abusing altar boys and other kids uh, was bad. And then you add on top of that, this, and it's just not a good history no. for the church in Ireland. Yeah. So I think it sounds very similar to the homes for girls here. Um, back in the day, I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell you the years, when they got pregnant out of wedlock and they mm-hmm, went mm-hmm. off and had their babies with the nuns, always with the nuns. Um, <laughs> and they never knew where the, I mean, their babies got adopted out. So the difference I heard was really that um, the lawn, that it was strictly, you know, laundry and that they were basically there in perpetuity, whereas the homes were girls here. It was more, it wasn't perpetuity because that woman got out. Did I misunderstand? Right. Usually the home for unwed mothers is the girls left after they had the baby, I think. Right. No, I'm talking about the woman in the movie. Did she, but she got out. She got out. Yeah. Did she escape or did she actually? No, she was able to leave without. 18, you get to just walk out the door kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not sure when she left. Yeah. Okay. But the whole thing too is like, if you, well, you can leave, but who wants you? And what can you do? I mean. The only thing they could do was <laughs> work in a laundry. She, the character, uh, learned needlework. Mm-hmm. So she was very good at uh, alterations and, you know, sewing and things like that. So, And did she learn the needlework? As, yeah, there. There. Yeah. So they were taught a little bit of skill, not yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. I, you know, I draw a lot of similarities to the homes for girls here that happened the different like i said they only stayed until the baby was born mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they went back to their families and then nobody ever talked about it so they basically were not <laughs> nobody knew that they had had children because they were shipped out oh yeah yeah and then came yeah. back and magically they were thin again and everything was fine and um they just went on with their lives you know it was you know. such a uh a shameful thing that was dumped on girls back mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you know they yeah. were damaged there was a girl goods. who got pregnant in my high school not 
not my grade, an older, an older girl. Um, but, um, I don't know if she went away though. I don't think she did. I don't, I mean, she stopped going to school. Mm -hmm. Um, even then, huh? Yeah. I thought by then they were a little more late eighties. Yeah. Sometime between 84 and 88. Cause I graduated in 88. So there was lots of whispering in the hallways about it and Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember a girl in one of my classes and I had the class with her after she came back. And I, I remember sitting there looking at her and thinking how brave she must have been to mm-hmm. come back to school, mm-hmm. you know, after having gone through all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, remind us of the title again, Auntie Joan, and where people can watch it. The Woman in the Wall on Showtime and then on Paramount Plus afterwards. Gotcha. Are all the episodes out there now? No. Not oh, all okay. Of them. So it's actively running. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. At least as of this recording. Gotcha. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. Um, thank you for sharing that, Auntie Joan. That's awesome. Hopefully our listener uh Stop. goes and tries to uh watch that one and enjoys it. Um, Auntie Joan uh-huh. and I both adore the next one that we're going to chat about. Uh, Auntie Joan actually got me to watch it. Um, I had seen the promo and I just passed it by and thought, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Auntie Joan went off and watched it and said, you know what you need to watch? <laughs> and I said, what? And she said, Fisk. F-I-S-K on Netflix. And I said, oh, I saw a promo for that. I don't know. She's like, it's Australian and it's funny. Go watch it. And I said, all right. And oh my God. So good. So witty and charming and I, anything Australian, we just seem to gravitate oh, yes. towards. Yeah, We were big fans of Wentworth. Um, oh, you know, yes. We watched a couple of other Australian shows with some characters from Wentworth. I know I, I, we did not talk about this before the show, so I'm not going to put you on the spot. Um, but maybe we should talk about some more Australian things in an upcoming episode. Yes, but let, yes, let, let's. let's stay focused on Fisk for right now. So uh, creators and writers of Fisk are Kitty Flanagan, who also plays Helen Tudor Fisk in uh, the show. And uh, her partner is uh, Vincent Sheehan. And uh, they came up with this idea. Um, so it takes place <laughs> in a probate office. But and she is so good. Fisk is so good. So good. She's a comedian. She's on tour. But I mean, she's a good lawyer. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, Helen Tudor Fisk comes to work for a probate law Gruber firm. Gruber and Gruber. Gruber and Gruber. Um, only one Gruber um, was actually <laughs> suspended, and I forgot the right term that the Australians used for that. Uh, um, struck off. Struck off. She was struck off. Um so uh, she, she wasn't now... struck off. She was only suspended. Yes. <laughs> but she uh, she is now the she took over the responsibilities of office manager so she could still work within the firm. She just couldn't um, not try cases, but even uh, go, go through the probate process with any clients. So uh, they brought in Helen Tudor Fisk. She came in to interview and she interviewed with our dear pal um, uh, Ray Gruber. Uh, so the the woman who got struck off the gruber that got struck off her name is Roz, and uh her brother ray gruber is who she had the practice with 
And uh, he wants to do zero work and just bring in money. Those are his two key goals in life, to avoid work at all costs and to bring in money. Um, at one point, uh, Helen brings him a cup of coffee from across the street, street um, <laughs> and get the dollar brew. And she brought one back. And Ray was very excited and said, do you know what this smells like? Savings. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. There's bunch of little clips that I highly recommend to watch it with subtitles on. Yes, um, Australian yes. accent can get tricky at times. Um, you'll miss a lot if you don't. I know you're probably like, oh, I can hear it. It's not about hearing. It's about the accent. So absolutely watch it with the subtitles on. You'll still miss stuff. Watch it at least through twice. There's two seasons. There's six episodes in each season, and each, season, and each episode is only 25 minutes long. So it's, it's a quick one. Um, you can, you know, if you're in a good binging mood, you can watch both seasons in, in one, uh, one binge sitting or at least one, you know, one full season in a binge se- sitting because that's about three hours or so. They cover a lot of uh, time, a lot of action in those half hour, those six uh, episodes. Yes. And they bring in characters that are the, you know, their clients that are just so good there is there is a guy popovich uh, popovich is my absolute favorite Mm -hmm. eileen popovich i take that back no daphne popovich is mrs popovich uh eileen popovich is her daughter who we we see first she comes in first saying that her mother is demented and (laughs) (laughs) helen tudor fisk explains the proper term is has dementia um and they are kleptomaniacs. And it is absolutely <laughs> hysterical. I don't want to give away. I know I gave away a little bit, but there's there, there's more to it. You'll enjoy seeing it. Um, and their and their um, your favorite line from them is finders keepers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And I, who steals the show for me is Artie, the beautiful dog. He is scrumptious yes. in every way. Oh, yes. I adore him. He's uh, Helen's dog, and um, he he has a good episode about him. Um, not really about him, but he ends up being a key role in the episode. Mostly he's a supporting member through most of the episode. She's usually taking him for a walk or talking to him or something. But uh, And her aunt and uncle, May and <laughs> Graham, are just... The two of them set up their equivalent to an Alexa device. I forgot what they call it. Yeah, in it's, Australia. Yeah. It's close to. Uh, it sounds close to one of them, but yeah, yeah it's not. And they just, <laughs> and then they have they have the device text Helen, and it's just say hi to Helen, and it says hi <laughs> Helen. <laughs> she gets these texts like oh, I don't. <laughs> so they're very very funny, and her father is uh, was a judge. Uh, Supreme Court judge. Supreme Court judge who uh, is retired, um, but uh, he's <laughs> he's very funny too. Um, and her mother had passed away about I think it was like three or six months before, maybe it was even three years. I don't know. Watch the show, you'll find out. Um, but uh, her father very quickly thereafter mm. uh, got together with his tipster. I don't I I don't know exactly like a. I, like the, I think it's probably like a clerk or like something. A clerk I don't know. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he now lives with Victor, and Victor is 
hysterical. The whole, everybody. I honestly, I can't think of a single character that I was like, ugh, they didn't not, they, didn't, they shouldn't mm-hmm, have been in the mm-hmm. show. Everybody is just so good. Very well casted. Um, yeah, can't say enough about it. Joan. George the it. Webmaster. Oh my God. How did I not bring up George the Webmaster? <laughs> he really has, I, I mean, he's very good in season one. He has even more of a presence in season two. And uh, thankfully, because he's just so good. His facial expressions <laughs> and his interpretations of things and just everything about him. He's awesome. Love him. Yeah. It's fun when you see, um, you know, first she, she gets put in a, uh, storage closet and then george comes in and tries to make it more homey and uh he has her come up with a a wall hang or a a wall piece of art that's got you know stuff written in script and and she says well what do i what do i put on that and he says well things you like and you know she has like butterscotch and scones and tea and dog her dog and and so he ends up putting these on this this wall uh, piece of art and people come in and they think it's a a menu. So they come in and they say, oh, well, could I have a, a scone, please? And, you know, right. she's got to say, oh, that's, that's not a menu. You know, and it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. If you haven't seen it, honestly, book out some time and sit down and watch it. It is a fun, fun, fun show. Both seasons. We're trying to get the word out there. A third season has not yet been picked up. It first broadcasts on um, Australian Broadcast Corporations, um, so only in Australia. But Netflix picked it up uh, for seasons one and two. So we're really hopeful that the Australian ABC picks it up for a third season and uh, Netflix will do the same. And hopefully there's many more than just three seasons. It's, it's Oh, and her good. outfit is outstanding. Oh. She wears this <laughs> big brown suit pantsuit and the pants are real baggy the yes. jacket's oversized yes. and she has three of them yes. so she doesn't have to decide you know each morning what to wear because That's you right. know she'll choose from her brown suit and that kind of gets a topic going uh, periodically of yes. her suit and yeah She's a tiny, tiny little woman. I, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's not much taller than five feet tall. And she's a, a thin woman as well. And this suit is ridiculously sized for her. It looks almost like a clown, you know, a, a clown costume almost, but it's a suit. But, you know, it's nothing clowny about it other than it's so oh, oversized. Those, those pant legs are Ridiculous. just huge. They're like sails you know, uh, off a sailboat, just flopping around when she walks down the street. It's something. Oh, it's so good. And uh, I didn't write down uh, their names, but the the Airbnb hosts that she first stays with in season one. um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Just ridiculous. The woman is uh, constantly inside her Airbnb um, because I guess she's like in a mother-in-law apartment or something. And uh, the 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 owner is constant, and she doesn't speak much English, if at all. And she yeah, she's you know, Vietnamese, I think. Yeah, and yeah. she uh, comes in and just lets herself in, and is you know taking her shoes out because shoes don't belong inside the house. No, and feeding no. her dog and sleeping on her couch, and 
<laughs> watching her TV, watching her TV, cleaning the place, and oh, stocking just... the refrigerator because the stove is broken. So she has to stock That's the refrigerator right. because she, right. instead of fixing the stove, her solution is to stock the refrigerator. <laughs> so it's just everything about it is so good. Can't mm-hmm. say enough. Can't say enough. Yeah, love it. Really talented writers there. Yes, indeed. and it's quick. I mean, the deliveries are quick. Yes. You know, yes. it's uh, very yeah. Very. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So yes, uh, Fisk again on Netflix. Seasons one and two are out there at your disposal. Please, 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 if you haven't done so, give it a watch. Um, it's 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 good watching. It's a great escape, and it'll brighten your day. Agreed. Or Agreed. night, depending night. on Ooh, when you watch time. it. I watch it at night. So Auntie Joan's a night person. Um, I watch my uh, news stuff during the daytime. I save the good stuff for nighttime. That's right. That's mm. right. On to our last segment uh, that we like to call commercials we despise. Auntie Joan, you want to kick us off? Oh, you want me to talk about Dr. Mm. Rick? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is one of my favorites, though. I really like him. The progressive Dr. Rick, uh, how to not be your parents. These are my favorite commercials. I can relate to so many of them. And one of my favorites is when they go to the salad bar and they're <laughs> listing all the the bases like, well, they've got the lettuce and quinoa and, mm-hmm. you know, the different greens and stuff. And the guys just stand in there like, what? And then at the end, uh, he goes up to pay the bill and, and the clerk says, well, that'll be 1995. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just paying for my own. I'm not paying for everybody's. I'm just paying for my salad. Oh, he was so, excuse so, me. No, because he was so surprised that a salad would cost that much. Well, and, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'll never forget the first $15 Caesar salad I ever bought with the grilled <laughs> chicken. It fell over. I'm like, how much do you want for this? Like $15. I'm like, that's insanity. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he did a thing. There's so many things I can relate to, though. Like he he does a thing with the uh, I think he does the maps and GPS. And I still print out maps when I'm going someplace because like when I go to your house, because to try to follow it on a little screen and drive and turn and stuff like that, sometimes it's just too much. So if I take isn't a great example only because there's no cell service near my house. Well, so if you don't have something printed out or started your app when you were in service, you're not going to find my house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, if I'm going to a a new neighborhood for some reason, like to pick up something from an online Mm -hmm. auction that Mm -hmm. I like to participate in, Mm -hmm. I like to get the big picture. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a general idea of where I'm going and I like, I like to hold it in my hand. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big app person. Tell me where I need to go. I have the volume on. She tells me where to turn, when not to. Well, I can tell you where to go. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I Oh, do. and and go Dr. Ahead. Rick had a book out. He did. It's out of print now. But I I did a Google on it and I I used the Google machine and I went and looked it up and there's one for sale on Amazon, $64. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But you can also get it a, a PDF version and download it for free. There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> and his birthday mm-hmm. is the same as mine. Uh, mm-hmm. He was born four years earlier than me, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was kind of interesting. And in Arlington Heights, uh, he was born. And I lived in that general area for many years. And his real Where name is, is Bill Glass. Where, Where is Arlington Heights? Arlington Heights is a northwest suburb of Chicago. Ah, gotcha. It's about 15, 20 miles northwest of Chicago. Used gotcha. to go through it every day when I was going from Palatine, Illinois, down to Chicago to go to work. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. see. And and yes, you all have realized at this point that uh, our segment is called Commercials We Despise. Yeah, Auntie Joan has said all glowing things about these commercials and <laughs> actors within. I know. I think but here I come. Don't worry. <laughs> I think we should change the name. <laughs> but don't worry. Here I come. So in general, I do adore those commercials as well. I, do, I, I think it was a very interesting take. And I thought it was very creative um, the way they did it, especially when they went to the um, big box store or Home Depot or whatever it was. <laughs> that was, you know, I was like, that's that's awesome. It was really, we really all, good. We all see it. We yeah, all see it. Exactly. It's so funny. But uh, my gripes with these, uh, these series or this series of commercials um, from Progressive is um, that he refers to them as young homeowners. And I struggled to see, no offense to the actors, but I struggled to see young in any of the actors that are within the commercials. Um, they, I mean, from his perspective, they may seem young, but to generalize them as young homeowners, like to me, a young homeowner is in their 30s. And these folks, none of them look like they're younger than in their early 40s. So, I agree with that. However, the young may just uh, modify how long they've been homeowners rather than the age of them. You see what I'm saying? Mm, not sure I'm it's, buying that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a stretch. I'm just offering a different or perspective. it could be not only his perspective, but from their parents' point of view, because they're supposed to not, you know, young homeowners that are acting like their parents. So maybe the parent, you know, he's thinking from the parent's perspective that they're young homeowners because, of course, parents always, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. my parents always called me young or kid or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm 50. <laughs> I'm 50. <laughs> I kick. I kick. <laughs> Molly Shannon's gift from SNL that Auntie Joan sent me when I turned 50. Um, but, yeah, so I, that, so I struggle with that. Um and uh, the LL Cool J commercial uh, specifically. Um, I do love me some LL Cool J. I do, I do, I do. Um, but I just don't enjoy that commercial. I think, you know, I, I don't like the closing line from Dr. Rick. It was something about you don't have to count down when you're taking a selfie. Uh-huh. Most people do. So I don't know what. Do they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I, I thought that was strange. I mean, unless you're talking about the young, young, you know, like in, people in their 20s. Yeah, you know, yeah. then maybe not, but yeah, you always just go ready, go, or I'm gonna take it in a second, or whatever. You you give a cue that you're gonna start snapping away at pictures. You don't 
typically yeah. just yeah. start snapping pictures. Uh, I liked LL. That's what I call him, LL. Oh, on first name basis, are you? <laughs> yeah. I liked him in the commercial. I liked the way he uh, was tolerating the guy. Yes. Um, you can yes. see he was losing his patience, but he was trying to be polite and be, yes. you know, kind of yes. nice. But yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good in that. So I liked him. That wasn't my favorite of the of that series of progressive commercials, I have to say, which is too bad. Because like when I saw him, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, kind of fell flat. Maybe I'd had too high of expectations. That, that's very possible as well. Um, What's but- interesting is that Dr. Rick, mm-hmm. being so much older. Knew who he was. Well, that plus, uh, he's the one teaching these guys, these people, how to maneuver the internet and uh, use their cell phones yes. and all that stuff. That's another little, I've noticed that as well. Good call, Auntie Joan. That's another little nit that I'm like. Mm. So just because there's snow on the rooftop doesn't mean it's all <laughs> dried up and limp on the inside. Oh, goodness. Who thought yeah. that? <laughs> Well, limp, I mean the brain <laughs> tissue. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Get your well, mind out of, the, out of the sewer and up in the gutter with the rest of us. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Clean your act up, Auntie Joan. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I don't want to lose all of our listeners. Our one listener. That's true. Our we listener, don't want to stop alienate it. our one and only. Stop it. <laughs> What do you think about that Smuckers commercial with Father Nature? I absolutely despise it. <laughs> so I was offended on two fronts. Um, so when it first came on, the first time I have ever seen it, and I saw featuring it was Smuckers featuring Father Nature, I was immediately triggered, using the kid's word, that um, something that had been synonymously forever female, uh, Mother Nature, was now being taken over by the patriarchy. And I was like, you can't, no, <laughs> you can't have this. You cannot have Mother Nature. No, no, I draw the line. I draw the line. And then the commercial continued. So that was a split second of, oh, no, you didn't. And then, <laughs> and then I flipped completely. <laughs> And immediately felt bad for the man portrayed in the commercial. Oh, wow. He is Mother Nature's uh, husband, I assume. Um, And he is doing a crossword puzzle. Mm -hmm. And he, I forget what the clue is, but the answer is clearly. Never forgets. Never forgets. The animal that never forgets? Is that what it is? Yeah. What's an animal that never forgets? And all of a sudden you see this elephant trunk come in from from the right side of the camera frame and he, it pans, then the camera pans over to his daughter, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, Dad, it's Steve. And he looks down at his crossword puzzle and he says, <laughs> No, Steve doesn't fit. Are we really supposed to believe that this person is this stupid? Like, I just, I felt emasculated for him. Hmm. The poor guy. I just think that, and there's a series. There's mm-hmm. more than just the one commercial. Auntie, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen them recently, and you want to talk about any of the others, but they are. This one was to me the most blatantly. They're portraying this guy as a complete and total moron. The other ones, they, it certainly 
give that feeling as well, but not as direct. And maybe it's just because I saw the elephant one first. Maybe if I saw one of the other ones first, I would have thought that that one was the worst of them all. I don't know. But yeah, no. What, what was your take, Auntie Joan? The thing that bothered me the most about those commercials was the laugh track. I, I can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate just about anything, but throw in a laugh track and I'm done. I'm yes. done. Auntie Joan hates the laugh track. I hate the laugh track. Uh, I didn't find it as offensive as you did. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cute and. You know, they 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 like to kind of downplay men and their intelligence. And yeah. Yeah. But then I think it also speaks poorly of Mother Nature. Like she really married that dumbass. Yeah. She's smarter than that. Oh, she is. She is. She's a sharp cookie. You know, it could have been at a time in her life where, you know, he was just what she was looking for. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's yes, that's that's the commercial. The series I, I dislike as well, this one particular commercial with the elephant, Steve, yeah. it uh, kind of sets me off. There was so. one with the two birds. There were birds. Yeah. Like birds. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that, that will save for another episode. But, yeah, because we can go on about that. Oh, my gosh. None That's one thing we do not have in common. That is correct. All right, Auntie Joan, anything else from a commercials perspective that you wanted to bring up today? Either anything else that's been irking you? Were you able to watch that second Jardians commercial to see? Yeah, and uh, they're different women. They are different women? Okay. I think so. Okay. I mean, the, the second one looks older. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't watch it, so I, I don't know. It was just some information. Well, I think you need to just to double okay. check. And you can decide okay. that I was right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then I think that wraps up today's episode. We thank you all for listening. And this is Auntie signing off. And Auntie Joan. Have a good day, everyone. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We thank you for listening. And remember, when life eats away at your core, Make pickled watermelon rinds.